Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting Podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, episode 61. And last night was Cyril Gon versus Tai Tuivasa. But we're going to talk about more than just that, I suppose. But did you see it last night? Yeah, I loved the card as well okay. as the co the co main event Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori. And mm -hmm. Whitaker was the number one middleweight, and Tori was like three or four. Oh, I think and, he's two. Uh, he's two. Wow, I okay. think so. Yeah, it was one versus two. I'm pretty sure. Even higher, and then there was also Isinov and Imanov. Uh, Imanov, even yeah, uh, who, who's a French fighter fighting Joaquin Buckley, and yes. that was also like a great fight too. I think that was the best fight outside of the main event. Yeah. Let's start with that one. Because I just thought okay. that showed like so much heart. How do I say that guy's name? Imanov? Imavov, I think. Imavov? Imavov. Imavov. Okay. Le well, Sniper. Le Sniper. Yeah. He looked, he looked a weight class above Buckley. He did. He's much he looked longer. Massive. Yeah, he's bigger. Yeah. I mean, Buckley's a thick guy, but he's short. Yeah. And they were fighting at middleweight, though. And so mm -hmm. middleweight feels like... This weird zone where Buckley looks, Buckley looked like a welterweight to me, and the other guy looked like a light heavyweight to me. Like they kind of, yeah, they looked two weight classes apart. And in the first round, Buckley was just getting kind of dominated, like sniped. Like every punch looked like dangerous. And anytime Buckley tried to do anything, like he would have to throw seven punches, and maybe he'd connect once. It looked like a little brother fighting a big brother. Yeah, Imavov was definitely playing the keep away game, using his footwork to get out of there. I think Joaquin Buckley did a great job of like staying aggressive and doing what he could. And I think the biggest props to jo jo Joaquin Buckley is like his effort was there the entire fight. And especially in the third round, I feel like he picked up his intensity so much. Even though he lost, he really tried to knock him out by the end. It's just yes. one of those things where I'm like, if Dana White's watching, he's like, I don't care if this guy loses. He's trying to put on a show. Man. Well, everybody on the Internet was just like, there's no bad Buckley fight because Buckley, yes. mm -hmm. even previous to this fight, he had some highlight reel knockouts. He had that spinning back kick when somebody grabbed his leg that nobody ever saw before that went viral. Mm -hmm. And first round, Buckley gets dominated. Second round, you see Buckley throw more and more punches, just trying to touch Imanov and he was barely doing it, but he was attacking. And then in between the second and third round, his coach just goes and yells at him, like, how bad do you want it? And yeah, you're down. You have to do this to win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just appreciated the honesty. And Buckley definitely won the third round. He gave it to Imanov. He drew blood. He kept attacking. Imanov would like block but he couldn't throw any punches. He was mm -hmm. on his back foot walking away the entire round and Buckley didn't stop. And then my favorite part was as soon as the bell rang, Buckley just collapsed. Yeah. Like he literally gave every ounce of energy he had. And every fighter says they do and every fighter has heart, but it's also like at this level, it's like the little mini percentages that separate you. And that was just like, I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody give so much when they were clearly losing and put it all on the line. Yeah, I like his fighting style. I like how he fights. He has one of the best knockouts of all time with that spinning, flying 
back kick. Also, what I found really cool about him is I went to the UFC Expo in Vegas on a couple months ago, whatever it was. And every fighter has like a booth. You got to wait in line if you want to meet them, get their autograph. Not Joaquin Buckley. Joaquin Buckley literally just walked all around the room, took pictures with everybody, hung out, chatted with like he didn't have a booth. And like, I don't know, it was interesting to me that he was like in the fans and not like behind the gate or a table or like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He went out there and like, I don't even know if he was there to get paid or anything, like, but I saw him there for like a good hour, just roaming around and just taking pictures with everybody. So I was like, he that seemed, dude's the man. He seems like that guy. And that's the beauty of MMA too. Some of these people are so accessible still mm-hmm. like people that you look up to, you could train with them. Like it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was already a fan of Buckley. I would like to see him go down to 170, though, because he shouldn't be fighting guys that much bigger than him. If he throws that energy at 170, he could win at 170, like a lot easier. And yeah. He'll be closer because that other guy. It always makes me so wonder, like, bigger. if there was a 175, if that would have been the one a spot. You know what I mean? Like, maybe 170 it's, is too much. Maybe 175 is the right spot. Like, it's always one of those. Well, you're right. It's so simple. It should be 135, 145, 155, 165, 175, 185, 195, 205. It should be every 10 pounds. Yeah. The welterweight to middleweight is 15 pounds. And then middleweight to light heavy is 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so it just made me realize. And then it's even bigger. Then it's 60 pounds. Yeah. Well, the heavyweight big boys, I feel like. If you're 206. Or you're 265. You're in the same weight class. That's yeah. That's crazy. But the 206 guy, everybody I think that's like 220 will go to 205. So that's All kind right, of like in if, my head, like 225 to 260. Still, if you're like a 230 guy, you've now now you're in the dilemma of like, all right, I got to bulk to 265, which is still a significant difference. Or I got to 205. Yeah, like it's still. Just because it's like it's, it's heavier, like we just give like these huge swings, but it is still something. Yeah, but I think percentage-wise, it's not as much as one seventy to one eighty-five. Like those fifteen pounds. A sixty-pound versus... jump is thirty percent. I wouldn't say it's sixty pounds though, because like you said, it's like two thirty to two sixty. And most fighters are whatever most... weight class. Yeah, look, I'm with you. It should be I say, uh, do two twenty-five. Yeah, I agree. It should be two twenty-five. Then sure, Definitely. then then make the jump. Yeah. I think it should be that, but it should be 10 pounds each one. And middleweight is like that weird one because you want to go higher. That's two. That's 20 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you want to go lower. It's like a full 15 pounds and Buckley. Yeah, it should be 175. You should be fighting. At. But yeah, I thought it was just great heart. And I was trying to. It also shows to, how Imavov is ranked and like there's a difference in like skill. Yeah. I mean, it also made me think, though, because if that fight goes five rounds, does Buckley win? Maybe because he won he won that third round convincingly, but then he also died at the end of the third round. Like I don't think he would have been able to fight in the fourth round. He gave every ounce of energy that he had. But yeah, maybe it would it would have been interesting how to grade that fight because he won at the end. But yeah, mm-hmm. Imanov was the bigger man, and when they were freshest, he had the most power and skill. But yeah, and then, but yeah, what were you gonna say? Your boy Whitaker, if you want to move to that. Yeah, let's move to that. I love Whitaker. I think he's like the nicest guy in the sport. I feel like uh, he says all the right things. He's got a nice like smile and charm to him. Like, yeah, he's the man. And he's got the greatest quote that I love in the sport because they were like, Robert Whitaker, you fought Jacques Ray and you fought Romero. 
how does it feel to fight all these monsters? And he goes, look, I'm a nice guy, but you forget I'm also a monster. Mm-hmm. Like it, and it's just because he's so nice. You do forget that he's like this like fucking beast. And he's respectful because he's never like, no, no, call me the monster. Like, how dare you disrespect me and not be scared? But he's like, oh, no, mm-hmm. I understand. He just gets it. Like, he's like a very honest fucking fella. Like, probably the type of person you want to have a beer with. And, I think uh, most people like Robert Whitaker, and I think most people hate Marvin Vittori. So this was really, easy, yeah, I think so. I think people I respect Marvin Vittori, but I think he's got way more haters than fans. Okay, maybe I the didn't amount hate of like Vittori. stuff Vittori has said. Like he still thinks he won both Adesanya fights. Really, he said that? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> he's crazy. All I see about Vittori online is that they call him an ogre. Like they call him one of the orcs from Lord of the Rings because he's just this massive dude that you can't real you can't really hurt. He's just like kind of yeah, like this fucking orc. I, I, I called the outcome. I told you that too. I'm like, "Oh, it'll be a decision for sure." I'm like, "It'll be all right. I think it'll be pretty boring." Like that's how Marvin Vittori is. Like you can't really like finish him, but he's also like not at that Whitaker level of like range and speed. So, and he's he got great boring? wrestling Whitaker. So I'm like, you're not really going to take him down either. So I'm like, this is a classic Whitaker to decision. Yes. It was definitely yeah. going to be a decision when, and Vittori, it shows Vittori is huge and fucking strong. Yeah. Anytime he tried to clinch with Whitaker and push him against the fence, Whitaker would just move him around and then get back and push him against the fence. And I've never seen anybody do that so well. Like a lot of times people will rest against the fence. I feel like when the bigger man is pushing them and try to wait, like Whitaker was just quick and was like, no, you're not going to hold me here. Yeah. I think people forget how good Whitaker's wrestling is because they know him as Bobby Knuckles and they know him for his striking, but his wrestling is really fucking good. And Whitaker was an Australian wrestling champion. He actually Mm -hmm. like in 2017 just showed up to the Commonwealth Games, and people were surprised. And he wrestled at 217 pounds, which above I respected. Yeah, yeah four, 40 pounds above his weight. Probably maybe even close to his just natural weight without cutting anything. And he defeated anybody, everybody. So he could have gone to the Olympics and represented Australia. I think that was I, his plan, but he had a fight that like took him out of the cha- shot. He had a like fight. the UFC was like, no, you can't because you have a fight or something. You have to defend the title, something along those lines. Yes, plus it was at a time where Whitaker had a lot of injuries. He was supposed to fight Kevin Gastelum. And the day of, he's like, my stomach hurts. And he like went to the doctor and they said, your intestine is almost poking out of your body. Like they were like, yo, if you got kicked in the body, like you could have died. And it just says something about his strength because it's like, how did you not feel that before? Like, you know, like just some weird instinct came to you. So I think because he had so many injury issues, he like was like, all right, yeah, I'm not going to compete. Mm-hmm. But uh, the fact that he could have and kind of like almost just like secretly just was like, all right, let me try and do mm-hmm. it. Like says something about this man. He's won 13 of his last 15 fights and his only two losses are to Adesanya. I mean, I thought- is kind of the same way. I think he lost twice to Adesanya and hasn't really lost in like a dozen fights. It's so crazy that division. And he dominated Vittori. So did you yeah. like that's what's kept- also funny because I think I think Israel got like unanimous like 50 45s or something. And Vittori's like, I won that fight. <laughs> yes. All right. So I didn't know that stuff about Vittori. So uh, maybe like I would like him less. I just like that Vittori gave it to Costa too. Like it seems like he goes hard 
he's got a tough chin. No, like everybody yeah, that's respect. like that, like, yeah, you got to respect people like that. The Italian dream. There's not that many Italian fighters like from Italy. So like, I, I think that's cool. I like seeing the sports spread everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, did you think the fight was boring? Cause Robert Whittaker said at the end, he goes, I know I've been getting a lot of decisions, but I did hit him hard. Did you think it was going to be a boring match? Or did you think it was a boring match? Because you kind of insinuated. I thought it was going to be a boring match. I did think it was a boring match. I mean, like, I'm in it. I'm hardcore. But it's not a match I would show to anyone. Why? I thought it was kind of beautiful. Like, he drew blood. Like, he fucked him up. He was going in and out. Like, the the punches, the kicks they did were impressive. I mean, all right. The casual in me is like, look, if it goes to decision, there's only, like, there's only two ways where that becomes exciting. Either it's back and forth with near finishes both ways, like that's a great decision, or there is such a beating that it's like remarkable that one, one guy can withstand it, and two, that that other guy has so much more skill. Do you know what I mean? Like the only like decisions that are like, wow, that's something to watch is if it's like 50 44 or if it's a split decision epic war. Well, see, me, those I, are the I, only decisions that are exciting. I disagree, but maybe I'm biased because I love Whitaker. Yeah, but, maybe that's what it is. I mean, I like Whitaker too, though. But, but, but go I, ahead. Yeah, but maybe I'm more biased. But yeah. <laughs> he he clearly showed ability to clinch. He did take him down too. Oh, where Vittori was like, he'll never take him down. His skill set is primo. But he hurt him. So isn't it enough to hurt him? It's better to finish. But I mean, like, isn't he that what we finish. all want to see? But do you think he should have tried harder to finish? Like, do you feel like he was like too safe? Or, no, nobody's going to blame a fighter for being too safe either, though. You know, okay. like you're incentivized to win. In fact, half of your money is on the win. Get your win. Like, fuck everything else. But Adesanya doesn't finish anybody. And Whitaker That's fights not true, the same. But go ahead. I mean, out of the people that they've fought similar, like a lot of people would finish say. Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah, he finished Whitaker. But out of like the similar competition, like Vittori and finish Costa. These are guys that don't get finished. But Whitaker didn't fight Costa. But that's the thing. These people don't get finished. Like nobody finished Vittori. Like, and so fuck, who are the other middleweights? Who is like the Yol Romero fight? Whitaker did way better against Romero. He broke Romero's orbital bone. He 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 fucked up. He broke Darren. Yeah, but I also knee. think that's Romero's fault and not just Izzy's fault in that fight, too. Both of them yeah. were just super frustrating. Jared Cannonier, Whitaker. Oh, yeah, that, that is Izzy all the way. Yeah. Yeah, but Whitaker broke Cannonier's arm, like blocking a kick. And a lot yeah. of people think Whitaker broke uh, Marvin Vittori's arm, blocking his kicks. And so yeah. it's kind of like Whitaker's not finishing anybody, but these people don't get finished, but he's literally breaking their bodies. And that's got to sure. be impressive. Like, I'm like, not saying it's not impressive, I'm just saying it's not exciting. What if you knew, though, like, what if, the, yeah, I guess there's no way to know for certain, like, holy shit, he broke his arm. But if there was, would it create more excitement? Like, holy fuck, like, he's really breaking this dude down. Yeah, that would be nuts. I don't know if it's possible. Like you said, one championship does, like, the CTE scans after. It'd be interesting to get, like, some, like, uh, breakdown of, like, holy like fuck, this is what between happened. every round. Just see. Yeah. If <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean. I did dislike GSP when he was in his prime because I thought he was fighting too safe. And so I'm aware of like that. I definitely do have some bias, but Me also like, I was I was a hater on it, too. But as I got older and I understood the implications of like the money with it. That's yeah, like I get it. 
Yeah. And also when you look at John Fitch's face and Josh Koscheck's face after those fights, it wasn't like he was totally playing it safe. He fucking hurt these people. He did. And these people never came back the same. And so I feel the same way about Whitaker. Like literally everybody's fought. He's broken their bones and they haven't even touched him. So that's impressive. And I think he's done more damage than Adesanya. And also what you said is interesting because I thought Ades- Adesanya clearly knocked him out in the first fight dominated but in the second fight i thought adesanya clearly won but you said you thought whitaker won yeah like that was that story we got banned for whitaker won one four and five what i forgot what it was yeah we had like a, a instagram story taking down because it was kanye ho- holding a sign that said whitaker rounds one four and five or some shit like that really they took it down because they're like oh it's a suicide post and no it's not a suicide post you know, we had to like contest it <laughs> like, oh my god Instagram is ridiculous, but yes, I did. I, I thought it was a bare win, but like, it's how it goes, isn't it? Do you want to see a third fight between them? Do you think Whitaker has to fight somebody else beforehand? I'll always watch Izzy fight, and I'll always watch Whitaker fight. Of course, I want to see them again. I don't care. I'm sure most people don't because it's like two zero. But like, all right, let's say he beats Pereira. Let's say he beats the brakes off Pereira. Like, let's say first round finish, or I don't know, convincing decision, whatever it is. Who's the next? It's got to be Whitaker, no? Do you think Whitaker has to fight somebody else? And just be number two. Is he going to fight someone lower now, too? It's a weird ranking thing. People were saying Costa. Sure. I know Costa wants to fight Whitaker. I, I would love to see that fight, too. Because I like that. The idea I, of I would like to see that one more. But you're right. He doesn't have to, but it would be good. But Whitaker was saying he doesn't want to fight before Christmas. Fine. It's fair. And so, yeah, he'd fight after. He said there might be a card in Australia. And. Izzy and Pereira are fighting in November. Say Pereira wins. Oh, then for sure, Whitaker. Oh, well, you can't. You got to give Izzy the rematch. Do you have to? You have to. So you're also of the same boat. You got to give Usam on the rematch to Leon. 100%. If you defend your title like five times, 100%. Okay. So you have like a number in your head. It should be like five. Yeah. You should beat like five different guys. If you beat what five different guys, I feel like. For sure, you should have that. What if it's four? It depends. If it's close fight, you mean? Yeah. But if you get if you get knocked out, or, or if something. those two fighters have a history, that adds to it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like if they if they've each split it one and one, okay, then a trilogy makes sense. If it's two zero, maybe not. But maybe there's more to the story than that. You know, like it really depends. So Adesanya and Usman are in the same boat that way. They've been dominant champions to you, so you feel as though they deserve immediate rematches, if theoretically yes. Izzy were to lose. 100%. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but I'd also just want to see... People remember movies. Anderson Silva's highlights, but they also got to remember that Anderson Silva had a bunch of boring decisions. I wouldn't say bunch. He had a few. Go check. Yeah, There's he- a lot. Lighties and Maya. Every Brazilian, which I find really weird, but yeah, that's how it went. Huh. <laughs> it's a yeah, very man. weird thing to me, but all right. Yeah, it is weird. And I'm saying Izzy's kind of like that. Izzy doesn't have nearly the good highlights that yeah. Silva. Anderson not, was a not showman. even close. He was a showman. Like, like, yeah, he was like toying with his food at times, maybe too much sometimes. But yeah, Izzy doesn't do that. Izzy's way more careful. 
Maybe Izzy's best fight was Gastelum. And by the way, Whitaker fucked up Gastelum more than Izzy fucked up Gastelum. Sure, but like, does that matter? I know, I know. It's just, it's just interesting though because it's oh, like I the beat MMA the Jets math. by more points. You're like, okay. I know it's it's just like rock paper scissors though. It's interesting, like you know, it Styles is. make fights, and sure. Whitaker's just in this weird position where if Izzy didn't exist, Whitaker beats every single person that Izzy's beaten and yeah. more because he started earlier. And we might yeah. be thinking about Whitaker as one of the pound for pound greatest of all time. Yeah, we you would know? probably like, right. And right now he would probably be the number one guy if it weren't for Izzy. Isn't that crazy? Because that's how we felt about Usman and, and Whitaker's streak was longer. And Whitaker had injuries in between. Like some fucked Here's up shit question. happened to him. Here's a question. Let's say hypothetically there was no Izzy. We probably again, we're talking Whitaker probably running through that middleweight division. Now, if he bumped up the same way Izzy did versus Jan, tell me he doesn't beat Jan. Yeah, I don't know because I think it's it does. the same. You're not taking down Whitaker like you did Izzy. I don't yeah. think so. I, I agree with you that. But I also don't think Whitaker is taking down uh, Jan. So Correct. Be, 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 I don't think he needs to, a, though. But I also think Jan is also way bigger because Whitaker is 172. Yeah, like. That's the problem. Mm-mm. That that's the main problem. Whitaker is a perfect middleweight. He did say though, he mentioned like if I ever do move anywhere, it would be up, not down. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be interesting to see. Cause and Whitaker always talks about food. After his fights, they're always like, What are you gonna do? He's like, I'm gonna eat. Like he's always like, I'm so hungry. Like and you talk about France. So yeah, I saw him post up. He was eating croissants, he's eating all this stuff, he's got the biggest smile on his face. <laughs> You can't not love fucking Robert Whitaker. Mm-hmm. By the way, I want to say something about the crowd in France. The oh, crowd man. in France, I'm somebody that doesn't notice the crowd that much. And during COVID, I kind of thought it was cool that there was no crowd. Like, I didn't really give a shit. Like, I was like, oh, whatever. It's just the fights. So, like, to me, that's what matters. Dude, Paris. But this French, that was yeah. the best crowd I've ever seen. And yep. it was like a soccer game yep. where they were like, Ole, they were singing the national anthem, like the whole national anthem of France. And then like the Italians are singing the whole national anthem for Vittori. Like Dude. everyone was like, it was so beautiful, like so loud and in unison. Amazing. Dude, the way they would jump up, the excitement, how genuinely excited they were. And it makes sense though. MMA was illegal in France up until just recently. And let's not forget, Nganu trained in France, mm-hmm. right? And then you have Cyril Gan, obviously, who we're going to get to in a little bit, who's mm-hmm. like a championship level. Then we forget they had people like Czech Congo, too, like that kind of yep. brought it in. Like, And who's the the famous kickboxer, Jerome LeBanner? Right? Oh, yeah. he, was like a K1, he was like a K1 champion. So France had a history of fights, but it was also like just like America at a time in the 90s where like, no, 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 we can't have MMA. Like it's like some sort of secret fight club. And then those fans like showed the fuck out. I've never seen a crowd so loud. And it made me think about the American crowds where we can't have that because we're always divided. Because say if there's two Americans fighting, we're always like, yeah, the crowd will be split. And even if it is American versus somebody else, like we like a lot of different fighters. So I think that's also part of the reason. I mean, a small part of the reason that UFC is trying to go international so that they can kind of do this this fighter here versus this fighter here, almost like arrange those times. And also like just conveniently so that fighters don't have to travel four time zones away to mm-hmm. fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of talent out there. Cyril Ghan only trained for four years. 
before. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and he's a freak he's amazing. athlete. I can't believe how good he is in this amount of time. We would like to thank one of our sponsors, Protect Your Neck MMA. It's like the Wu-Tang song. They have a lot of great rash guards and shorts, make great gifts. If you go to our Instagram page, philosophy underscore fighting, you'll find a link to Protect Your Neck MMA, and you'll get a 15% discount on any of the goods that they sell. Tell Michael Shear, the owner, that you know us. Great people. These are created by jujitsu guys for jujitsu guys or any combat sport and fans of 90s hip hop. All right. Cheers. Incredibly gifted for how long he's been training. I'm joking. Yeah. But I think Gon is in the same vein as Whitaker, where both fight so smart. They're not necessarily berserkers. But they kind of are if they need to, like powerful, like sure. everybody that gone fights, he leaves like a mess. And I think fucking impressed, like, holy fucking shit. This guy did this. And Gan's nickname is a uh, bone gamin, which just means like good guy, like mm-hmm. a good, good boy. Like he's just like a good kid and a little background about him. He played soccer and like basketball, like he wanted to be like a soccer player. And that he worked at a furniture store. I think his dad was a bus driver from St. Lucia or some Caribbean island that moved to France. And then, yeah. And then after school, he just, like worked at a furniture store. And then his friend was like, oh, you want to come to the gym with me? Because his friend trained Muay Thai. And he was like, okay. And then he kind of became like a Muay Thai champ in like a year and a half. Dude, I think he's a natural because I saw a video of him. Like they, someone threw him the basketball and the way he moved, dribbled, and then went up and dunked the ball. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, he he looks like a pro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's an athlete, and s- some yeah. people are just fucking athletes. And I think we have to realize, like, sport is kind of infant in that space. Mm-hmm. I kind of got not pissed, but Gordon Ryan, who's like the best jujitsu player in the world, mm-hmm. and who's like a roid head, he like came out with a book called like Building an Empire. Like it was so fucking cringy. Like, mm-hmm. but. Somebody was like, yeah, man, you're like the LeBron of like this. And he's like, LeBron's a pussy. And in my head, I was like, dude, if LeBron changed jujitsu for six years from the ages of 18 to 26, I think he murders everybody in the world, you know? And I think like, I think Cyril gone is a representation of that because Cyril is just a great athlete, but he's no LeBron. But how many great athletes are there that that could have the right championship medal? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Right. And, and Cyril's this new breed. I feel like there's a thousand Cyril Gons maybe that are out there that are like, dude, if I put my footwork towards this, you know, and like I put some of this energy towards this, like I could be this good. But this is also why I love fighting because there is that like little crazy factor, you know, where LeBron might not want to break his arm, you know, like, so there is yes, like that tiny bit. There's the factor of how do they respond to getting hit? And how, how almost like not evil, but like fired can you get to hit someone? Yes. You know, yeah, that's not with everyone. Because there's people like Tai Tuivasa, who Cyril Gan fought. That's like some people need to get hit before they mm-hmm. get into their zone. I feel like BJ Penn was like that a little bit. I feel like Tai Tuivasa is like that. I feel like even Bisbing was like that a little. Yes. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the fight, Tuivasa versus Gan? I mean, it's kind of like how I expected it was going to happen. Gone was going to pretty much dominate. Yep. But 
you got to be careful of Ty. And Ty did get a knockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they asked Cyril Gan about it at the end, there, he was like, oh, yeah, I was knocked out. But maybe that was a translation issue. Mm. Maybe it was a flash knockout. Whatever. Regardless. Knockdown, knockout. Yeah, they can just confuse those two. Yeah, yeah it, that's easy to get confused. But Cyril showed fucking championship heart because as soon as Ty knocked him down, he just got up and got under hooks and was like, all right. And then need him three times. And you could see just Ty be like grabbing his waist. He stopped blocking face yeah. shots because he was tired of getting kicked and punched in the You stomach. knew it was going to go this way, too. We have no idea about Tui Vasa's cardio. I'm just guessing from the way he looks and just in general, power guys don't typically have long cardio. And we know Cyril Gunn's got cardio forever. So I knew like, all right, like as these rounds go on, it's just going to be more and more dominating for Cyril Gunn. I think Ty, even though he's like a chunky fella, I think that's just the way the Polynesians are built. And sure. whenever, But whenever I think I that's watch- a lot of heavyweights with power that aren't exactly in the greatest shape. The gas. I mean, You're- heavyweights in general, gas. You're right, but I think the Polynesians are fucking different. Like, (laughs) the one thing that I know from watching street fights and anything, it's like you never bet against the Polynesian. You never fight. Mm -hmm. Like, those guys have the strongest heads and are fucking sneaky fast. The strongest chins, always willing to fight, and somehow always have power as well. And big and fast. And I think if you look at the NFL... For as small of an island as Samoa is, yeah. that's like they have it like is. they they always punch over their weight in football as well. And so I used to think Ty was like a sloppy guy because he does the drinking and stuff. I wouldn't call him yet. sloppy. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I thought that's what you're insinuating a okay. little bit. But the last two countdowns, like the way he was training, the way his coaches were telling him like train, like I really think he was giving it his all. And he got a knockdown. On Cyril and nobody's, mm-hmm. I think, even touched Cyril like that. And Ganu mm-hmm. didn't. But Cyril is just like on a whole nother level of movement. And he legitimately looks like a lightweight the way he moves. I think Dana probably wanted Tuivasa to win, though. Really? Yeah, because like Tuivasa is way more exciting. He's way more likable. Like people love Tuivasa and it would be new blood. And then it's almost like because. Nagano's not going to be in the UFC anymore, right? So even if Gan becomes champion, you're always going to be like, ah, he's tainted. Nagano's better. No, Nagano has Tui one Vasa more fight. If Tuivasa became champion, then it's like, oh, well, he could have beaten Nagano. You know what I mean? Like, you could say that or at least have that illusion. I don't know. I kind of disagree. Oh, really? I, I, I just I, think that's what Dana thinks. I think we kind of talked about this a little bit with Usman and Edwards, where you felt like maybe... Dana didn't want that, but I think it worked out because they could sell a stadium in England with that. And I think they can sell a fucking stadium in France with Nganu and Gan. And I yes, think Gan is likable. I think Gan is likable. But they're not going to pay Naganu and they're not going to have a fight in France. Like, I think it's already like the ship has sailed. So it's one of those Nganu- things where it's like, all right, if Gan wins, it doesn't matter. Nganu has one more fight in the UFC. As a champion, you must defend. You no, there's a leave. statute of limitations on that too now. Is there? Mm-hmm. He doesn't okay. have to fight anymore. So the old school contracts where if you're a champion, you're locked into a champion's clause where you have to fight until you lose your belt. Correct. And it's like that too, still to a degree. But I think that they have a way out of it 
because it's one of those things where it goes both ways. Like the UFC lost a lawsuit about this actually. Okay. And it was something along the lines of like, because the UFC will almost like they'll make you fight who they want, but they can like, they can make you lose. Like it was deemed like unfair to do that. Good. Yeah. It, I mean, they're so doing it was it one of those things where it's week. like, okay, yes, we can have you contracted for another fight, you know, going forward, the old contracts, like a guy, like, I don't know. GSP, I think, is out of his contract. Uh, Brendan Schaub, actually, he never finished his contract. If Brendan Schaub wanted to fight again, he can't. He hacks to still oblige that old on- contract. He'd have to go through UFC. But like the contracts now, it's not like that. There's a statute of limitations on it. I want to say it's something like nine months or 12 months or something like that, where it's like if they say yes to a fight, but it's not like made and like this amount of time has gone by, that, that 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 fight is considered like done. GSP is actually in the same Brendan Shaw boat. Oh yes, I think GSP wanted a. They almost set up a boxing match between him and De La Hoya, and the mm. UFC said no. And that's another fight been, with Bisping or whatever it was was his last one. But I, I could be totally wrong about that. Yeah. Nah, they they didn't want him to like leave into the sunset. Yeah, like I know contracts now are different. They lost they lost a lawsuit. I want to say in like 2016 or something where that changed. So, but regardless, I don't think one, I think the last fight between Ghana and Ghanu, mm-hmm. it could go both ways. Like Ghan could have won that fight. And I think with better fight IQ, Ghan wins that fight. He went for a fucking heel hook. It was kind of yes. stupid. Okay. Yes. If he doesn't was go that. for the heel that, hook. That was like the shining, like not great move. But like Naganu showed that like his skill set is incredibly underrated. Like he seemed well rounded, was able to handle Gon very well. Yeah. And in Ganu's, both his knees were fucked up, I think. So, like, I think sure. that also is another, yes. but it is close enough where I would I love don't for think... them to fight. The world would love for them to fight. I think I... that ship has sailed, though. I don't think anybody disrespects Gon, though, if he becomes the champion and, like, oh, you didn't beat him. No. Ganu. Dana. Dana, maybe. Okay. Yeah, that's my point. I think Dana's like, ah, if Gon wins. I'm like, fuck, man. It's like Dana's such an asshole. Imagine sure. like this doesn't happen in other leagues where the <laughs> like the Bills are not gonna be like, oh no, we don't want to play the Rams in the Super Bowl. Like you fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. like. And then Goodell the highest... is like, oh, I want the Jets to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a, it's, and you have both. I feel like we can create an interesting narrative on any fighter. Like, if you really want to, like, so many of these people have, whether it's their personal backgrounds or the training and the art or just their career in the UFC, like, you could create great narratives. And all of these people in the division, like, Ty has a great narrative, Bagan has a great narrative, and Nganu might have the best narrative, like, coming from fucking the poorest country Mm -hmm. in the world, you know, and grinding, and then... I think this would sell a hundred thousand, like a hundred thousand people in France might go watch Gone with as intense that yeah. crowd was in Paris yeah. and as intense as they are when it comes to like the World Cup and soccer and like nationalism. Yes. I feel like it's an automatic victory for France, whether it's in Ghana or Gone. Like that's amazing. Yeah, it, it is. I, I agree with that completely. I don't get it. I get that you don't want to set a precedent of paying your fighters so much money, but there's obviously money to be made. So why I don't actually get that. Oh, like I don't want to pay my fighter so much money. Obviously you're not going to pay them more than you're making. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Are you saving 50 bucks, but then you're not making 70? Like, why wouldn't you just fucking 
Be like, whatever. Or, or you make the same amount and your fighter makes even more. Why is that bad too? Plus, you are run by William Morris Endeavor, which is the world's largest talent agency that represents like the McConaughey's and Tom Cruise's of the world. And how hard would it be to just fucking throw Nganu into any fucking action movie? You're the greatest fighter in the world, you know, or gone or any heavy. Like, you know what I mean? You can throw yeah, all but it's of not these on, people. It's any not movie. on Endeavor to now take fighters and now make them into like talent just, for that. No, but I'm just saying pay them as much as you want and you can use them in other ways to uphold all of your business. Yeah, maybe the more but, successful. They as maybe an they agent, don't want. The maybe they're like, ah, oh, no, there's no sense in using the fighter. We've got the rock. We've got fucking, I don't know, whatever. No, but you never run out. It's just like you're an agent. You will make money by making the other people money. So why are you going to be stingy? Maybe that's how they make, make them money. as much. Make them as much money as possible. I guess. Yeah. I, but yeah, whatever. It was a great heavyweight fight and the heavyweight division looks better than it has in many, many years. Plus, you kind of have Stipe and John Jones waiting in the background where mm-hmm. if they decide they want to come in. That's exciting, even though Stipe is 40, but still heavyweights age slower. Like, you know, like, yeah, it is weird. 40, yeah. 40 at heavyweight is like 33 at welterweight, I think. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but it's not that far off. 35 at welterweight. It's like, yeah, I would say something like that. It's close. Like, like you, you're still you, at the end, but like, you're still good. I mean, what did George Foreman won the heavyweight title at 45 okay. in boxing? Yeah, that's Hopkins wanted like. Hopkins won at 47. Like, okay, you're Kats- pointing out some outli- outliers right now. It's not a common thing, but the does Kator- Kator won at 45. And started at like 36, I think. Brock Lesnar, I think, won at like 38. So, like, you know, like, I think yes. heavyweight's like, yo, you're a 40. Like, you got that old man strength and enough speed. Like, you're still semi-prime. That's why I said 30. It could happen. You know, so so out of those four, right? Because you have Nganu, Gan, Stipe, John Jones. Okay. I feel like you could have the greatest fucking tournament ever with those four oh, people. Yeah, they won't do a tournament. I know, but what like what would you, you know who do would do a tournament? Four? One Bell- FC would do a tournament. Yeah, one FC, Bellator. And you know what? I was watching this UFC card and I swear to you, every single fight when they're walking out, the in between, all of that, I'm like, gosh, this is way worse than one FC. Huh, I'm like, literally everything in the cage, cool. Storylines, all right, cool. One FC doesn't really get into like that, like talk trash type shit. I mean, it'll be like brief. You'll hear a sentence or two from each fighter, like maybe, like that's it. Like UFC will do like this whole like plot line sometimes. I like the, I like the plot lines, dude. Me too. I like that. But when it comes time, when that plot line down and they walk out in the stadium, all of that looks like shit next to One FC. It now, now after seeing one FC, I'm like, UFC is doing such a shitty job on that. Is it? Is it? They the play UFC? walkout music and they just walk out real slow. It takes like fucking 15 minutes before they're in the cage. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But is it's that the UFC fucked. or is that the fighters? No, that's UFC. Like when Izzy comes out or one FC's got like custom Titantrons. They got lasers. They got this walking alley where they can get high fives. Like. They can bend down and give high fives to the crowd. You know what I mean? Like, okay. like UFC, the crowd can't even touch the foot. They're so far. Like, dude, one FC does it right. And they're right in the ring. They get right to the center. 
There's not this whole like spiel, dude. It takes forever between fights. One FC, like that, dude. Jap- and it's exciting. Japanese crowds though are way more respectful than American crowds. That too. Amer- well, this American- is Japanese to Singapore, but yes, Asian, Asian crowds. Yeah, because I feel like wasn't there a fight or somewhere like the fight like the fans will try to grab the fucking hats off people and stuff like the fight. Sure. Something does, could happen. happen. Somebody could get scratched up. That's but, also yeah. why they keep that one FC has the fighters above the level of the spectator on the walkout, so they can like go down. You know what I mean? There's less likelihood that they can snatch something or hit an eye or whatever that is. Yeah. All right. The other thing is that like the fighters are ready to go. There's not this whole like sorting out process, hugging every coach, getting like, dude, like, why do we have this long ritual of nothing? Just get in there. Yeah, and I could like, agree with you on that. Yeah, and then like. I don't know, man. It's it's such a weird thing to me that like now looking at it, like from one week to the next, like comparing those two cards, I'm like, oh, one FC does that a lot better. But like UFC could just do that, but they don't. I think this is a problem, though. Also, once you why don't champions walk out with their something. belts? Yeah, I think that once you just become so good at something, you don't want to change anything. So it's just like you become stagnant and then somebody Dude. else comes, takes over. One FC champion comes out with their fucking belt. They're the champ. Yeah, I like that. They should. And UFC? That doesn't happen. Why? One like, thing oh, which that guy's I... the champion? Oh, the guy with C next to their name. Like, bro, the guy with the belt. Yeah. I'm also yeah. with you on the announcing. Lately, the announcing's been like annoying me, but I, I don't know if that's it. you put that in my head or whatever. Uh, I've also been watching it. a lot of highlight reels. I don't know. It does distort things. Who was announcing this time? They did make a good comment this one time because sometimes people are hitting each other at the same time and they were like, Oh, Ty Vasa with a great like mid kick. And then like I think maybe it was Paul Felder and he goes, Oh, I missed it. Like, but Surreal mm. answered with a great Surreal answer with a great straight. And I was like, Good. Thank you for bringing that up because sometimes you're only like talking about just what you see and you have yes. to be humble enough. And I was watching a bunch of highlight reels the other day of like Oliveira. And I would see like uh Joe Rogan be like, he heard him. And then DC right after him goes, he heard him. And then like Jordan mm-hmm. Rogan, be like, he's got his arm. And then be like, he's got his arm. They're just repeating <laughs> the same shit. And it's just like so fucking annoying. It's like, uh, come on, like be like a little clever or say mm-hmm. less. You don't have to all talk. Like we like you. We, we respect you as people, but you don't need to fill up every second. I think with sound. Mm-hmm. I tried listening to the uh, fight companion, which the ground is like, it was like Joe. No, it was Joe Rogan, Brian oh. Callen, Brendan Schaub, and oh, okay, Eddie Bravo. Dude, they don't even talk about the fights half the time. Dude, it was the the these people that always complain about social media and how like society and like people are losers. All they do is sell shit. Oh, my special, my whiskey, my fucking slippers. Like, mm. it's like, dude, just. You're fucking famous. Like, stop being like some 16-year-old fucking girl that needs to, like, influence everything. Like, Brendan Schaub is a pussy. Like, I'm sorry. He'll talk <laughs> about, like, fucking... He's talking about, like, all oh, these people do this, and, like, they're like, I don't read the comments. Like, all you do is talk about your, like, selling shit. Like, just fucking... And your Ferraris and shit. Just talk about the fights. You know what I mean? Like, everything has become so commercialized and bastardized. Like... Brian Callen came off like such a simp, like, oh, my specials come. Oh, best person that was Eddie Bravo. And at the end, they were like, Eddie, you didn't talk that much. He's like, it's because you all just fucking talk nonstop. Like, you can't get Oh, no way. He said that. But he said it in a nice way. But I felt felt like I wish he had the energy. Because Eddie, (laughs) 
Eddie is actually okay. a also, fucking fighter. Eddie's also Blaze Kid and might have just been like in another world, but that's fine. Eddie says some like retarded shit sometimes. Yeah. And believes in every conspiracy and it's annoying. But it's also kind of I, what I love, but go ahead. But I like he actually has fight experience and mm-hmm. trains these fighters like Ferguson and stuff. Like, you know, he's got a great background. I want to hear him. I don't want to hear about your fucking shitty whiskey mm-hmm. or your slippers or cancel culture. Like, you know, like maybe mm-hmm. cancel culture is like just Eddie a representation Bravo, that you uh, suck. As a UFC announcer, he was a UFC announcer way back. And I liked him as a UFC announcer. I don't know why they got rid of him or maybe he just didn't want to do it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they he said too much provocative shit and gets maybe. shadow banned on. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to hear more about Eddie. But yeah, I don't know. I think we need like some type of new type of announcing system where it's I know Gronk to find. did a companion. I feel like it's going to be the same bullshit. They're maybe. Sell, I don't know. Gronk is whiskey. pretty funny. Everybody sells their own whiskey. How about this? Everybody sells their own vodka. I would go as nonsense. far to say, so I like Brian Cowan. I do think he's funny. I would say that Gronk is funnier than all of those guys. Yes. Right? Yeah. I'm over this whole <laughs> he's idea. He's an this athlete. Is, They're all comedians. But they, like the same way we're saying like the UFC is like too good so they don't evolve. These fucking comedians just love the smell of their own shit. Like, oh my mm. God, like I've, like I've done this so long. You're not good anymore. You're not funny. Like you all make the same fucking jokes and make the same issues about cancel culture and like nonsense. Like you stop talking about the things that we thought were interesting. Mm. And now you're talking about social commentary when you don't, you haven't lived in the social world. You know, you're Mm. rich. Brian Callen's dad was a world fucking famous banker for like Chase and Citibank worth millions. He grew up in Ivy League boarding schools and shit like and then you became Joe Rogan's friend and you were a comedian and fucking celebrity. You don't know regular people. So don't act like, you know, regular people just because you wear flip flops. Like, you know, you wear six hundred dollar flip flops. Mm-hmm. You're, and so you're not as funny. Normally, people will laugh at your jokes because they want to get in with your group. You oh, know, I like Brian Count. I think he's funny. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, I think I think a lot of these people have turned into posers. Like, I think Gronk is funnier. I think regular yeah. people are funnier. Sitting around a table, I don't think you'd be like, oh, my God, you're a comedian to Brian Cowell. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, oh, I would say funny. that to Brian. I don't know if I'd say that about a lot of other Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I feel like I have a lot of friends that are just but as funny. I would totally tell Gronk how hilarious I think he is. Yeah. Gronk also would have been a sick fighter. So I, I feel Probably. like Gronk is like cool, too. Yeah, I would he listen to that. I didn't find out that he did that until kind of after the fact. But I'm like, oh, I would have given that a shot. I don't know. I'm a huge Eli Manning fan, too. And Eli Manning kind of started this also with like Peyton. But I honestly, I didn't love listening to them. They're always just having guests like I care about the sport. Like I want to see the like, you know, everything else. Oh, is like, so I become, love Peyton and Eli talking with anyone, actually. Yeah, if I'll listen to them, if it's a game that I don't care about. But if the Giants are playing, honestly, like I don't. Oh, I wanna, no, I don't want to watch a live game with them. I want to watch it like kind of after the fact. Oh, it's like podcast or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear like a podcast of them like watching the game after or some shit like that. That's fine. Or, you know, like I know they have that show and stuff, but I, yeah, not a live game, but definitely I do want to hear them. Yeah, they're like missing stuff. And I'm like, oh, I, I care about the game. I don't yes. know if I'm just old now and maybe I like I care about the fucking game and the fight or whatever, but it's also yeah, maybe. like, I don't know. Things are pissing me by. I, I feel similarly. I'm surprised that La- Shab does all these companions and they're hitting. Like, I don't understand that at all. Especially, like, 
I think they did one for bare knuckle. And then he even said, he's like, oh, we barely even talked about it on the companion. And I'm like, why are people listening to this? They're not listening to it. He buys, he buys views in India. He, he goes to click. <laughs> you think? hundred percent. Well, then how does so that pay people, out? Like, why so keep people, doing it? Because he makes enough money from the sponsorships telling people like, oh, we got 10,000 listeners. Oh, maybe. Here's 80,000 viewers. So you give us 20,000. He could get in trouble in the future uh, for that. All right. Yeah, maybe. That's a conspiracy you have right now, but. But it's possible, if you, sure. If you if you go on Social Blade or you go on Alexa, and you research the numbers of hits that he's getting, uh-huh. they're not good. They're not good. So okay. there's enough people that have like the ability to like look into some of these numbers, where they're like, "All right, come on, like there, there's an issue that's arising here." But people don't care. All right, that's fair. I mean, because when I hear it, I'm like, oh, I don't know why I would listen to this because one, I actually listen to like Brendan Schaub somewhat regularly. And I also love MMA, but like the companions, I'm out, dude. I'm like, you're talking about like, yeah, I don't know. So if it's not hitting me, who is it hitting? All right. Yeah. Or maybe there's a lot of fucking dumb people in America that are like bro culture that just love. I guess. Shop talking about. Dude, I love bro culture too. I don't, I, but it's not (laughs) even good bro culture. It's like just him talking about his cars. It's like, what do you, bro culture is what? Like talking about sports and women and fun shit like i don't know but it's like it's not it shouldn't be like yo i did this i did this i'm Mm -hmm. good at this like Mm -hmm. i hate this is the world we're heading into like yeah i don't know that's why i don't love the andrew tate guy it's just like everything is a sell it's not like hey this is who i am respected and it's cool it's just no 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 everybody see who i am and pay for who i am it's like It just every so you're no different than an influencer. The world is full of 17 year old girls. Yeah, I think Tate That's differs a, though because of how provocative he is. So it's easy. I could say provocative shit too. You sure. run the world, like oh good, like I could make yeah, fans. but you don't, like, you know, like, because there'll be like epic backlash. Like that guy's taking like no the all reason, the heat in the world. The reason I don't do it is be, not because I fear backlash. Is because oh. I know I know well, the world is calm. It. It's fine. The world is complex. Like I'm humble enough oh, to be like, okay. there's like, there's things like it's so easy to just say this shit. And I feel like yeah. I could have done that and easily been a con man, but it's just like, yeah. maybe I should have just been a fucking con man. I, think <laughs> I tried. No. And so some of our listeners, like that's why I respect Brian and some shit. Cause we're going to do our athletic thing. And then other people are like, no, you got to film it. You got to do this. You got to do that. And Brian's like, Let's just fucking do it. And like, yeah, that's where we get along. Like some, not enough people just do things. Okay. Like I got to sell things and it's like, oh, dude, we just want to see it. No, that's cool. I get it. I'm just, just giving an example. Like just do things. Stop. Speaking of which, I was actually going to bring this up. Are you got, are you, is it going to happen? Yeah. You think? Hopefully. hopefully, Yeah. We're going to do some stuff. I want to do it anyway because it's just fun because we get to hang out and yeah play games. Hopefully, Brian starts training, gets in better shape. I also motivate. I, <laughs> I hope he's listening because I also want to see Brian not be as good as he thinks he is too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to humble everybody. I, I know there's going to be like one game or one sport where he's like, all right, yeah, the noop was better than I thought. Like he's going to just, you know, get into that. <laughs> all right, he's got one. All right, whatever. He's got one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I also want to compete with every single person in the group chat because I'm also tired yeah. of fucking 
pussies <laughs> that just love watching other people and instigating but never get involved. Anybody yeah. challenges me to anything, I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do it. And I get that little nervous feeling, right? Even with Craig. But respect to Craig for fucking calling yeah. somebody out and oh, training. Nobody does anything. And so Dane, mm-hmm. Greg, mm-hmm. who else is on there? Lenane. Lenane, Pascal. Pascal, yeah. Who else? What other? My, my brother's on there, but he's not really like antagonizing. Yeah, okay. I, I like your brother. Yeah. <laughs> Those four people, I Down. tap out in 10 minutes, one after okay. the other. Yeah. One after the other, I will tap all of you out. So all four <laughs> of you train hey. together. Yeah. I will dominate everybody. And I, I, I agree with you. And, and here's what I would say to those people that may even be listening right now. A quick reminder that when someone is better than some fighting or combat martial art than you, the only reason why you don't do it is because we let you. If we just attack <laughs> you, you have no choice. So keep that in mind, Versanoop. If he just wants to grab a hold of you, you're in trouble. <laughs> All four of those people, and if, I feel like there's a fifth that I'm missing, I will call the sub too. <laughs> and it'll be like King of the Hill, and I'll humble everybody, and then I'll beat them in all their other sports too. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. Sure. Yeah. So. I love that it. about you. I feel that way too. Well, I'll just point to each one. I'll do you and you and you and you. The world. Let's yeah, go. The world. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, I, I, everybody. And I want them to have that same attitude, but nobody has that. Like, they just like watching and it's like, come on. Like, Agreed. And so- I think you and I relate in that we have to antagonize them so that they do have that same attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we want to see that in other people. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. But yeah, I get frustrated. Also, I'm sorry. You guys are fucking stupid because me and Brian, <laughs> me and Brian were trying to figure out. And Brian's a little stupid for this, too. We we're trying to figure out what sport we're going to do for our competition. So we were picking like draft styles, like racquetball. Mm-hmm. And Brian's like golf. And then I was like basketball. And then he's like bowling. And then I was like, all right, so track and field. And they're like, that's not a sport. But golf yeah. and bowling I are do, fucking sports. <laughs> they pick it like, all are you fucking kidding sports? me? Yeah, I'm just going to be stationary. So long as I can keep my two feet kind of planted or they just take like two or three steps, that's the sport they're picking. Is it a sport if you drink beer, smoke cigarettes, and eat chicken wings while you do it? <laughs> like, I don't think you can do that in like a real sport. But I, I also accept- love that track and field was just thought of as running. Not jumping, not throwing discus, not throwing a javelin, like there's yeah. so many, or doing hurdle, like name it. When they're like, oh yeah, but golf has like skill, you gotta move a ball. And I'm like, yo, discus. I didn't complain about shit. I was like, all right, I'll play yeah. all of these things. I don't even bowl or golf, but I was like, all right, fine, real wrestling, you know, instead of arm wrestling. It's like, it's like the half version of shit. And it's so like Craig has respect for you in that he's like, oh, they should just do a real decathlon. He's like, a noob would win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any like, oh, real, real decathlon is real. Yeah, he's with real, you in terms of like what these sports are. The real athletes all agree with me. Yeah. All, <laughs> all the fat fathers that want to relive their high school days. <laughs> and even though Dane's not fat, he still wants to believe like you guys haven't been training. Yeah, I've been training for like the last 10 years doing something even on and off at least once a week. And you said <laughs> We're doing sports like Sambo or boxing where someone's trying to hurt you mm-hmm. and you have to compete against them. That's that is a sport. 
that's even beyond 100%. sport yeah. to an extent. Like, you know, it was primal sport. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I didn't play little league in fucking seventh grade, but I know my athletic abilities have stayed strong because I've been doing this stuff. Yeah. It also like, I know like the, the you bring up the past a lot, though, those guys, but I'm like, there's more time away from it than you have had had playing it. And you're like, oh, once an athlete, always an athlete. But I'm like, all that matters is right now, too, though. Yeah. I mean, it all matters, right? There's muscle memory. Like, were you good when you were younger and sure. all this stuff? But I played every pickup game. I never played anything official, I, official. I just but. know because I'm pretty active. And when there is something that I haven't touched in a while and I go back to it, it's a lot harder. Yeah, there's a learning curve for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. I know my jumping ability has declined. That's the one yeah, area I feel old. Explosiveness but, uh, is the first thing that goes. Strength you could build for a while, but explosiveness and agility, that's, yeah. those are the first things that go with aging. I could still throw well. I could still move well. Still have agility. Like I, I, have the I can't throw as hard thing. as I used to. I was at the carnival today. I was trying to break beer bottles with the fastball mm -hmm. <laughs> winning. So I broke one. A shattered one. And the one I knocked out of its slot and it landed perfectly face. I was like, <laughs> I mean, the game is fucking fucked up. But yeah, whatever. I Some people are making fun of us because they're like, yeah, you guys are fucking old. Like, stop fucking doing this. <laughs> and I get it. But I was like, look, this keeps us young. This is why we should be competitive. You yeah. know, and this is this is why I am saying stuff. So like, what's the difference? Like, we should feel young and look young. Yeah. Golden Girls, when the show came out, they were fucking in their fifties. Yeah. Look at like Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. And so I'm saying, look at Jennifer Lopez and Kelly Ripa and like Jennifer and like people are yep. hot as fuck now in the fifties. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like what happened? So we should be competitive and we should be working out now. So yeah. there's also look, people like, I just saw like, there was like a, not a marathon. I don't know. There's some type of running event where I just saw an 85 year old ran five miles and still did it in like 40 something minutes holy shit like, yo, that's eight minute nine minute miles for 80 something years old that's insane yeah and it just makes you think i'm like dude most people i think or like 40 percent of people over the age of 65 when they fall they die yeah bro this woman 85 years old running i'm like bro she could fall she's good incredible like that's what i'm saying i'm like all right yeah you could resign to the fact that you're old or you could fight it a little. Yeah. That's why I'm over all this complaint. Ah, this hurts, that. Everything fucking hurts. Like, whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking die. Just keep training and then it'll get better. Sambo Steve gave great advice. He was like, do martial arts. And he's like, you will live longer, but you'll live in pain. Like, that's the trade-off. Like, you'll live in some pain, but you will it. live longer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The point is, you want that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He wasn't saying it in a negative. It's yes. like, but you will live longer, but deal with the fucking consequences. But they're good consequences. Like, and eventually you forget about it. So I don't know. Yeah. Ho hopefully, some of our fair weather friends, I'm not, say <laughs> I'm not saying they should do martial arts, but. But the I only reason they don't sprint a is because we let them not <laughs> yeah i remember you said that you're like yo if i grab you i force you to do jujitsu you can't yeah, stop you no me. choice like, yeah like you can't I force, force you me to, to play wrestling. football if you throw a football in my hands it doesn't force me to play it yeah but if i just grab you you're in it and you can play dead <laughs> fish but i could smash the fuck out of you still <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it would be fun yo greg you better start training for rob 
<laughs> Rob trains and I saw you at the gym, brother. So you got to you got to put in some hours, man. Dane, your bro wants to train. He's been saying and I, I've trained a tiny bit with Ryan. So you still want to be the big brother. You got you to gotta put some effort in. Plus, I know it would hurt your ego if I beat you. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't. Oh, Dane was so that. hurt when he's like, oh, I benched this much. How much did you bench? Because he thought I was going to bench less. And I told him and he's like, what? You can do that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, but you weigh more. And I'm like, okay, let's just do a bench press. Like, I'll do my body weight. You do your body weight. I'll do more reps in my body weight. He's like, really? How many do you get? And I'm like, I don't know, 20 plus. He's like, really? You could do that many? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's so mad. He's like, fuck. And I'm like, is there any other lift would you like to challenge me on or just bench? He's like, just bench. Well, at least we care. I think caring is the first part. Yes. And Dane at least is doing push-ups and working out and giving yes. the effort. And he's doing great. But uh, the reason I don't respect Dane is because he shaves his chest and he's doing it for vanity. So, <laughs> so n- none, none of that's like totally real for me. Like might as well Photoshop. But uh, yeah, everybody work out a little bit more because it's good for your uh, soul. All right. That's a good way to close it. Yeah. All right. Peace All right, out, guys. Everybody. Thanks for listening. Like always. Hey, guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at renta.com, R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of goods, service, or space. So you could rent uh, Arturo to teach you Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or you could rent uh, my friend Andy to uh, set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig. Or you could rent uh, the Philosophy of Fighting podcast to uh, promote a commercial on our podcast or some gear, right? Like our friend Michael Shear did if you want some Wu-Tang apparel. So uh, check out Renta. It would mean a lot to me. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.